We added Dave from Birmingham to a giant flaming bin. But he escaped before he died and started listening. We plugged our microphones into the internet. And said loads of really dumb shit we regret. Our name is Two Star Podcast and we're woke. We want you to enjoy this but you won't. Episode 206 because 205 will be the Graham and Chris talk to people about friends cast for two and a half hours or whatever the hell it was they were doing last week. I know that we joke that I never listen to the podcast and that's broadly accurate. Um, but I would just like to reassure the listeners that the chances of me listening to two and a half hours of Graham and Chris talking about friends is significantly less than none. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I do actually listen to the podcast, including when I'm on it. Um, and I will not be listening (laughs) to two and a half hours of Graham and Chris talking about friends and I'm indifferent to friends. Mm. You know, it's not even like I, I have your particular dislike. I just, I'm not that fast. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have no particular desire to, to listen to that. Um, especially as by the sounds of it, the end product was cut down to a, a tight half hour of like actual content. I mean, why um, would you do that? So, well, I, maybe they have different inferior listeners to us, but um... well, I mean, some some shows have a very specific time limit set. Like you listen to some mm. podcasts, and it's like this podcast is half an hour. We do not go beyond that. That is what we we do, and so you've got to cut everything down to half an hour. Um, other hard. podcasts like, like to- ramble on for like three hours. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, if I'm honest, I, I, mm, I think 45 minutes is a good length for a podcast. But yeah, I think so. 45 by the length of my walk. 45 minutes to an hour is about right. Like when mm. I was when I was doing a long commute, I used to listen to the Giant Bombcast, and that was they were like they they sometimes they'd be like three and a half hours because they just keep going, mm. and it's like I had time for that then. I haven't got time for that now. I don't have my, my commute. My commute is approximately 30 seconds. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's- and so I don't have, I don't have podcast time. So now my podcast time is after I've dropped Charlotte off at school, mm. I can sit and listen to a podcast at home. Yeah. Um, when I'm supposed to be working. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, allowed me to catch up a bit. Um, but I have also somewhat like unexpectedly, I have got back into football manager this week. After an absence of seven years, because the last football manager I played was 2013, which I bounced off hard because they'd made loads of changes to it, and it was just mm. far too much busy work. Like yeah. it felt like it felt like a, a, an entire game just to get to it each match. Yeah, it like was do, just doing the interviews and stuff. You're like, what? what I didn't I mind doing this? the post. Like I didn't mind doing like the post match interview or whatever. Fine, I can slag off the team and how shit mm. they were. But I did object to like having to deal with all of the minutiae of like backroom stuff. And it had got to the point where like you had to pick the sofa for the staff room and <laughs> like it, it was, you know, it was too much, but it was free. Uh, FM 2020 was free on the Epic store um, um, yes. last week. So I, I picked it up and I was really bored. Um, didn't have any work to do because uh, they canceled all of our projects um, mm. because there was something really important going on. But, a week later, they still haven't decided what to do about it. So we just had nothing to do all week. Um, 
So I started playing, and actually what they've done is you can basically delegate everything. So if you want to, yes. you can do all of that tedious shit, but if you don't, you can just say, don't want to deal with it, someone else deal with it, um, and, and they will, and you, you never have to even look at it. And it's great. And I realized that because I haven't been playing Football Manager, and I've never like closely followed domestic football, like mm. I'll watch the FA Cup, I'll watch the Champions League sometimes, but like I don't watch Premiership games. I don't really follow what's going on. And mm. because I haven't been playing Football Manager for seven years, I have no fucking clue who's in any of the teams. Because <laughs> that was how I kept track. Like obviously, like you know the big players and who they play for. But in terms yeah. of like squad players, yes. like the only reason I knew who they were was because I played Football Manager and I either played against them or I played them or I signed them. Mm. And now I'm just like I, I, I thought I thought okay, I'll I'll you know pick it up, I'll play Arsenal, I'll you know see how you. Like, recognise, like, two players in the squad. Nobody else. I have no idea who any of these people are, if they're any good. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to look at the stats. And But I've been playing through it, and I've been quite enjoying it again. Like, I don't think I'm going to get back to the stage I was at, kind of 2010 era, where I put, like, you know, three, 400 hours into mm. each football manager game. Because for a start, I haven't got that time. Um, although, that's what happens with work, I suppose. Um but I've actually been quite enjoying it again, kind of getting back into into Football Manager and just like yelling abuse at my computer because they've got VAR, but it's not really VAR because you can't really have that with Football Manager no. because it's the same. Like it's not changing its mind based on no, the video replay. Drama. Yeah, it's the same AI as before when the referee made a call. The difference now is that the offside calls or the goal calls, rather than just being like a linesman saying it was offside, it now has a little thing saying, and we go to the VAR replay and the mm. referee says it. Um, but somehow that makes it much more annoying when it like <laughs> rules against you. I don't know what it is, but like about three games in, like VAR like ruled out a goal of mine and it made me irrationally angry compared to like when it used to just be a linesman saying that it was offside. Um that is, the weird, sure why. that is the weird thing about Football Manager. That, like, there are a number of games game features in there that sort of are very much designed to be annoying in a way that other games I'm not sure that's as true of, but, but just to simulate the fact that football is often a very annoying experience. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, we've all seen games where it's like, you know, the team's 3-0 up at mm. 60 minutes, completely in control of the game, mm. and then they totally fuck it up and they lose. Yeah. You know, and and that can happen, and it, mm. it's incredibly annoying when it does. Yeah, and it's always in the important games or against the shit teams. Yeah, it's like I, I was I was top three, and there were like one point between the top three teams. All I needed was a win against like Brighton, mm. and I'd have been top of the Premiership. And this was like in March, something like that. And could I win? No, mm. no. Couldn't even get a like uh, ended up with like a one all draw I think in the end with like having a goal disallowed and like one player sent off and yeah. it just it's I swear it conspires just to do that to you yeah it is always an interesting thing actually when a friend says I've got back into Football Manager because it, it's almost one of those sort of you're never quite sure if this is a, a lead up to and I've given up on dating or I've split up with my wife or. <laughs> Some some other tragic event has happened that means that you need to sort of retreat into this cocoon of shouting. It is a sort of statement that makes you concerned that maybe an intervention is required. Yes. um, In this case, no, I was just really bored and it was free. Yes. Um, Uh, You know, and that is, I mean, in terms of low barriers to entry, free is about as good as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, So I thought, 
well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I install it and don't don't get into it and can't get the hang of it and just mm. don't play it again. It's like, hey, well, I've not lost anything. You know, even if it had been like a tenner or whatever on sale, I probably wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. Um, because there's, I've got like a massive backlog of other games that I haven't played that yeah. I should be playing. But again, the nice thing about Football Manager is it's the kind of game you can easily play when you're supposed to be working because you can just stop at any point, literally just drop it and do what yeah. you're doing and come back. No, and no. you you never in a situation. I mean, like even if it's the middle of a game, you might want to pause the game. But mm-hmm. if it if it's the middle of a match, yeah. but any other point, you can just leave it, and it's not yeah. going to auto progress without you. And you can just yeah, you know. Spacebar on tab is is very helpful. Yeah, it's very it, it's like kind of the 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 easiest of that sort of mm. jump out without any consequence kind of thing. Um, not that a lot tends to come up, but you mm. know you just want to be prepared. If somebody messages you or whatever, and you need to have a conversation. You can just kind of you know yeah. leave it running in the background. Um, but yeah, that was my uh, my week. Basically, was. <laughs> not having any work to do so i played football manager um it's it's been a really weird this job has been so weird like we get bursts of work where it's like this is critical we've got to do this like by the end of the week it's essential it's sorted Mm. and then you get just like a week where they go don't do any of those pieces don't start any new pieces of work because we've got this critical project Mm. and then it's like they spend a week umming and ahhing about what they're going to do and so you're just sitting there. It's like, well, we can't start anything new because we know we don't have time to do it. But also, you've not given us anything else to do. So. Yeah. No, I can I can relate. Um, my current job turned like that of like having, you know, just a week of, of ridiculousness and then a week of be ready for when the next thing happens. Well, have you been have you been drafted into like contract contact tracing or anything like that yet? I, I yeah, I was well similar. I was dragooned into uh, imaging recovery. So um, there's uh, one of the things about shoving people into scanners is that scanners can have infections, and you have to do them every fifteen minutes or so. Um, and so it's it's all been a big challenge. So there's Chaos. a big piece. Of, yeah, there's a big piece of work to get all of that back to normal. Um, is it like a bloke that has to run in and scrub the uh, the MRI between every patient? Uh, we we had a workshop, and the phrase "sponge on a stick" was used unironically <laughs> by well, senior I mean, medical to be professionals. Fair, you're quite limited on on terms of what you can do when the thing you're trying to clean is a, a an incredibly powerful electromagnet. Yes, no, no, no sponge on the stick. You can't just like, you can't just, like take the Hoover. Yeah, you can't just take a Hoover in there and no. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds fun. Remind me not to get an MRI. No, it, it, it's perfectly time. safe now. Um, we've we haven't fixed you've everything. Mu- you've, but... you've perfected the sponge on a stick. Well, no, it, it's more um, working out the protocols. So either there's a place where you, if you might have COVID, you go one way, and if you don't have COVID, you go another way. Right. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a lot more complicated than that. But but the substance is that it's actually now pretty safe, and you should come in because it's certainly a lot safer than you know having cancer. Yes. Yeah, I went to the dentist today, uh, which was weird because, well, I, I was supposed to have an appointment. I was supposed to have a, like a dental hygienist cleaning thing back in May, and that yeah. was cancelled, obviously. And I was supposed to have a checkup last month, and I rang them up, and they were like, nope, not happening. So we'll we'll, we'll book you in for the end of, of September, and it might happen. Mm. So I was like, I hadn't heard anything. Rang them yesterday, and they're like, yep, still on. Yeah, you're good. Come in. Um, 
but like you you get there and it's like there's nobody normally like the car because they've got a small car park it's normally rammed you can't park anywhere reception's normally packed nobody else that was the only <laughs> person in the car park ring a buzzer go in stand in a little square that's marked out with yellow and black hazard tape mm. and one of the receptionists comes over and like takes your temperature with a temperature gun and offers you some hand sanitizer and then you you sit in the empty waiting room for yeah. like for some reason still like 15 minutes beyond your appointment time <laughs> um, and then they call you in and then obviously you, you go through the you know then at that point it's then mostly normal except they're not using compressed air oh yeah um, or water because aerosols Ooh. so everything's kind of dry and scratchy and old school Ooh. um which is a bit weird uh and then at the end i had to do some tech support because their printer wasn't working properly <laughs> um but that's just that's that's normal yes. um and then yeah uh contactless payment and fuck mm. off um but that was a, that was a slightly surreal experience i don't know why that felt like different kind of conceptually than like going to the supermarket and queuing outside mm. in a mask and then going in a you know one in one out policy yeah but i think it's because when i did that when you do that there are other people in the supermarket the staff are there and the people yeah. whereas here like there were they basically they only had two dentists on instead mm. of like five and they only had the two receptionists they normally have like three or four and it was just it, no other no other patients, and it apart from the one guy that came out before I went in, mm. and it's just that kind of slightly eerie, abandoned, yeah, everything vibe it, about it. It's like going into the office for me. Like if I, well, are you actually going in? Well, one day a week. Um, okay. Yeah, um, because I'm going mildly insane. Um, but like you go on, to, there's it's a like seven eight floor building. Um, designed for like 600 people. Um, and you go onto the third floor where everyone's sort of decided to, to I say congregate, like you'll see another person uh, in the corridor and sort of wave at them. But you go onto like the second floor and it's fucking eerie. It, it's, it's like 20 like days you go later. In, yeah, it's like if you go into a, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's slightly different for NHS buildings, but yeah. like if you go into a building at a weekend yeah. and there's just nobody else there. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's like that every day, except obviously there's you know security on the front desk and they're all set up and everything. But yeah, there has been that sort of slightly surreal feel, especially now that we're back into definitely not a lockdown. God, um, because well, see, I'm still waiting for the the other shoe to drop about school because mm. obviously I'm working. Charlotte's now started school, so she's going in full time, and Hayes is back at college. So what happens when inevitably someone in Charlotte's class tests positive? Then presumably she's going to be stuck at home for Mm. two weeks. Along with you two. Which we then have to... Which we have to deal with, and it's like it's the worst possible time mm. for like you know for somebody starting school two weeks in, and then like you're out for two weeks. Like that's horrible. Mm. You know that kind of experience, or worse, actually, what happens if like me or Hazel test positive, and then Charlotte has to isolate? Yeah, but the rest of her class don't. Yep, and then she basically misses two weeks of like interaction with them and then of course you know what happens if you're if you're off on a holiday let's like, say you're off, off sick for a week and you go back yeah. in, even if you're off sick for a day you yeah. go back you went back into school and like everyone's fucking moved on and, and no one's talking about anything you understand and yeah. all the references have changed and like all the friendship groups have moved you're like what the hell did this happen in a day <laughs> but like you're off for two weeks 
That's for, and and when you've just started as well, and it's yeah. like every, like obviously she knows a couple of people from nursery, but it's basically otherwise everyone else is new. Mm. Like that's going to be a horrible experience. Um, but it's okay because the pubs are still open. Yes. Did you see all the photos from like yeah. ten o'clock? The kick out time. Out time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who would possibly have predicted that forcing mm. everybody out of the pubs at ten o'clock would have had this consequence? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've been back to. I now have days where I literally don't leave the house, which is oh, I mean, that was. I mean, that's been my. Uh, the the one nice thing is I have been leaving the house to take Charlotte to school. Like mm. I'm, I'm walking her to school every morning. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do at least have a routine that gets me out of the house, albeit only for 15 minutes, but it's 15 minutes where I get out of the house, go yeah. for a walk, come back and then start work. Yeah. And it, it's breaking up the day a little bit for me. Yeah. And then like Hazel's going to pick her up in the afternoons. Cause obviously I'm still working. Um, but it is a, it is something. Whereas before I, I wasn't leaving the house. Yeah. I find it really weird working from home because there there suddenly comes a point at which you stop working from home and start living at work. And like the laptop yeah. just stays set up in my front room and if I ever go in I'm sort of tempted to check the check my emails or something. I'm just like Oh uh, no, you see I've got mine's mine's very clear because I haven't I've got a work laptop but it doesn't mm. work properly. Yeah. So I'm 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 connecting in from my PC. So I'm at my desk. I've got uh Got Teams open mm. for on my PC and the remote desktop connection for actually doing work. Yeah. And come half past five, both of those go off, and I've got a work phone that I literally never look at unless mm. I have to go out somewhere and I'll take it with oh, me. I've if got I'm, a work yeah. phone as well, haven't I? I wonder where that is. Um, and I just I don't like if you if you you know send me a message or whatever out of hours, not answering it. Send me an email, not interested. Like I. Yeah. Like I've been very, very strict on that. Like I, I am not falling. In. Like if it was somewhere that I had a closer relationship with, mm. then maybe I would consider like checking my phone out as or whatever. Mm. But for this role where I'm not doing a support role, so nothing it doesn't matter if something comes up out of hours. It can wait until the morning. It's not relevant. And I've only just started doing it. Mm. And also because like we're a step removed because we're a third party company providing the service. Yeah. There's just there's no no incentive for me to like screw up my time by dealing yeah. with stuff out of hours. I guess half five, bang, off. That's yeah. it. Well, I don't I don't have that. Like there is um because the work is all fast paced and we're all keen to do everything before wave two hits properly. Um there is a certain incentive for um not incentive, but yeah. a little bit of a culture that people work beyond the normal hours. But yeah, yeah, I get that. It makes sense. Like you've got to, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. Like I said, in, in my case, yeah. there's no, there's no reason for me to because my role is not like I'm not providing any support, so yeah. nothing's going to come up out of hours that can't be dealt with the next day. Um, yeah. It's just not important enough. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at it, but yes, it's just um, having got back to being in the office like three days and then having to cut back to like maybe one. It's sort of like, oh, I remember why I went back in now, which I didn't think I'd ever say. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, I do find it weird. And the reality is I can't see my, me ever going back into the office for this job because mm. it's in central Birmingham. It's a pain for me to get to. Yeah, But at the moment that means 
like it's not even open and they were talking about maybe allowing a couple of people back in in october mm. but i think that's probably going to be cans now um they might still allow it like you know not not even full time just people who will be allowed access to the office if they need to go in and do something um but yeah. like even once things go back to normal if um there's still the problem that they haven't got space for all of us yeah, no, we like, have the same there's thing. There's a team of team of seven of us, and they haven't got space for us. All of us in the office, so we can't all go in every day anyway. And there's no point in us going in because the rest of our team are down in London. Like mm. the, the in house guys are down in London. There's no hardware for us to work on in Birmingham because it's all down in London. So we just do everything remotely. Well, if we, you know, if we're in the office in Birmingham, we'll just be doing everything remotely to London anyway. So why not just do that from home? The only benefit is that we get to socialize as an interact as a group of yeah. seven of us in the team, but we can we do that over teams it. anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we can do it over teams anyway. Mm. Yes, it's better if you can do it in person in some regards, but the fact there's not enough space for all of us means we can't do it anyway. Yeah. You know, so I think I'm just going to be, I'm going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I actually think it's, this kind of sounds a bit horrible, but I think it is better now that Hazel and Charlotte are not in the house all day. Yeah. Totally. I don't mean like from a distraction point of view, because obviously, you know, having Charlotte running in here every five minutes because she didn't understand the concept of daddy is working now, mm-hmm. um, you know, was a bit of a hassle, but mm-hmm. not really a problem. But I just think it's, I, get, I, think, it, I think, again, it's the separation. Yeah. It's the, like... I'm in the house on my own. I am working. Mm. And, you know, I I drop Charlotte off at school. Hayes goes to college. I start working. And then they, you know, Hayes' schedule's not all day, every day. But Mm. then they come back in the evening and then finished working. Whereas when they're here all the time, it helps to blur that whole work and home thing. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't want. I want the the clarity of, Mm. like, I've I've done a work. Now I'm going to do a home. Yeah, um, which definitely helps. Um, and of course, the other thing, as we've been discussing, is that this week is the one-year anniversary of our trip to Portugal. Yes, which which I I don't understand. It feels simultaneously yesterday and ten years and ago. forever. Yeah, I mean, this year has just totally fucked with your perception of time. Oh, it's God. ridiculous. Like I wouldn't even have thought of it, but I, I just happened to be looking at my phone and Google Photos surfaced the stuff and said this this mm. you know one year ago, and it had the photo of my suitcase. Like I, I took a photo yeah, of my yeah. suitcase, and that's what it was. And it was like, oh, okay, that's a year ago. Mm. You know, um, and you know this this time last year we were having having dinner in a ridiculously cheap seafood restaurant. Mm, that was good. Um, and it feels so weird that not that you know we're not doing it now because obviously you know wouldn't be doing this wouldn't be doing it now anyway. Mm. But it's the fact that that now would basically be impossible. Yeah. Yeah, just completely. That's what's weird about it. Like, if if we'd planned to do that this year, for example, it just wouldn't have happened. We couldn't have done it. You know, all the flights would have been cancelled, the bookings would have been cancelled, we couldn't mm. have travelled, we couldn't have done anything when we got there. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very strange thing to think about. 
that's the that's the weird part for me. So my sister's coming up to visit me and uh, a friend of hers that lives in London this weekend, and I'm sort of like, oh, that'd be nice to see her. What are we going to do? Shit. <laughs> Walks around the park. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, mm. it, you know, you can't, even if you can see people, you can't do anything with them mm. other than stay in the house. But I can't even do that. Like, I'm not allowed to mix households. Aren't you? No, not in Birmingham. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot you had local lockdowns. Yeah. Uh. This is the thing. Like it's 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 not even a case that I can, you know, I can I can have people around as long as it's fewer than six people mm. or whatever. I we're not allowed to to mix families. Yeah. Um because they want to try and but what's so stupid about it, and is incredibly stupid, is <laughs> every morning I walk Charlotte's school where she goes into a room with like twenty other kids and like, you know, three teachers who all interact and then all fuck off home to their families. But if she came home and one of the kids from her class came over, mm. that's not allowed. I don't know, you know, you know how you can make it okay. You just need to have uh, a card register as a school. No, no, you need a card reader oh, of some form. Yes, that's true. If, we do, if, we, if, I, if I took contactless, yeah. I'll get a stripe or whatever and yeah. set it up on my phone and then I can, um, I can I can sell them food rather than yeah. giving it to them, exactly. and that's legit. Um, yeah, but it's such a like this is what's so dumb about it. It's so inconsistent. Mm. I like, was really upset, as I'm sure you can imagine, to discover they've closed the sex bu- buddy loophole. Apparently, oh, no casuals. They? Yeah, no casuals. No, sex, no fuck bubbles. No. Oh no, I saw that. Yeah, I saw Ma- yeah. I saw Ham Hancock saying that um, casual sex wasn't okay anymore. Yeah, which although I did I did then see somebody comment, "What about ranked sex?" <laughs> I, like I ranked sex is just a, an upsetting concept for me like you know how 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 do you determine who wins well it's not about winning is it it's it's a rank thing so you you you, you, know, you move up in the ranks mm. you have an elo you have like an elo score similar to like yeah. chess or a lot of esports and you you work your way up in the tiers yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure how you determine whether you you gain or lose. You know, ELO. I mean, um, I'm fairly certain I lost ELO on my uh, previous <laughs> bubble experience, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did too. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were there were what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, I do like gymnastic scoring. Yeah, I can't think of the word, but like there were there were external factors involved in that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um but yeah, like I, I that that that's ranked. Like, you know, it's mm. it's it doesn't have to be like a like a you know, podium style winner. No, yeah, yeah. It's just uh it's a ranking system for you know yeah. keeping track of your performance. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, if you if you wanna kind of, you know, set yourself a goal and try and achieve it rather than just kind of, you know, mess around a bit. Try out some new strategies. That kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Hatmancock, yes. what a dickhead. Described um, very funnily by a man on Twitter as a man perpetually looking like he's explaining that he wasn't caught masturbating in a lay-by. 
I mean, yeah, but that's the entire cabinet. No, in fairness, a lot of them look like they've been caught doing something unspeakable to a young child or robbing a bank or on about 15 lines of cocaine. Like, none none of them look like fine, upstanding characters. No, they are all filthy weasels and look like it. Um, No, actually, in fairness, Suella Braveman does look like a high street solicitor, which is odd given that she is clearly the least principled and... Which is, I mean, this is this is what I love about this government, is that amongst this kind of cadre of total shits, mm. they still manage to, like, make themselves stand out in some, like, particular way of being extra shit. Maybe they're um, on a ranking system as well. I mean, Maybe like, there's a cabinet shithouse elo. It, it, I mean, it's entirely possible. Mm. Like, I was impressed at, like, how much, like, how they would, they were outgrailing grailing by mm. like the the contracts to their mates to companies that don't do anything and and then Grayling obviously went and like he, he had a bit of a, a brief comeback <laughs> when he fucked up the intelligence committee vote God, that, was funny. that he'd been parachuted in to win and then mm. lost because he didn't realize that they were conspiring against him and, and then quit subsequently quit the intelligence committee because he was so bitter that he hadn't won the, the chairmanship. I mean, like I can understand that you'll if you want to sit on a committee of nine people where the people in your, who are allegedly on your side in this you. party have actively conspired behind you. I think I had better things to do with my time. Yes, but but why would you leave it like a month before quitting? I presume That's so weird. Don't that often. Um, but yeah, but then like, and you've got you've got Suella Braveman, obviously, with the whole like I'm fine mm. breaking international law. Yeah. Um, and then um, Buckland, who basically went well. It's fine because we can fudge this breaking of international law, so it's not anything bad. Um, well, you see, I, I respect Buckland very much less because Suella Braveman is clearly the generic flavour of conservative, which is the rules apply to other people. Fuck you. Yeah, okay, I do what I want. Buckland is like, I do have principles, but apparently you also need a spine. Yeah. And but then also there was, um, it was what's his face, Keen who had to resign after he misled the Lords by saying that, um, what's it, Brent, uh, not, why, I was going to say Brendan Fraser, um, not Brendan Fraser, what's the um, Northern Ireland Secretary? Yeah, James Brokenshire, is that him? No, not him. The one that said that they were breaking the law in the first place. Brendan Lewis. Brendan Lewis, thank you. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, but like, because Keane said that uh, he'd, he'd misspoken and he was just winging it and mm. it was he didn't mean that they were going to break international law. And then yeah. Buckland, then, he, then he, he, Brandon Lewis came out and went, no, 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 I was reading off a script because I wanted to be extra sure that I got it right, <laughs> that we were definitely breaking international law. Um, and so it's just like, and you've got obviously Pretty Patel with her, like, you know, migrants in speedboats are coming over here to kill us all. Um, mm. It's just like, you, you you work your way through the cabinet and they're all, and obviously Gavin Williamson and here's the only reason I haven't been fired is because they want a scapegoat for something later on yeah. over the whole A-levels thing. But it's just... It- like, if you're not going to scapegoat someone over the A-levels thing and the, the ongoing shit show in universities, what, like, are they expecting someone, to, Boris Johnson, well, to murder no, think, someone and blame I it think, on Williamson? I think the universe Because you know what's going on with, in Scotland with the universities at the moment? And the they're, lockdown? They're, yeah. Well, I suspect that when that starts happening here mm. and, like, we the government completely fucks it and makes it so much worse than it needs to be, mm. and there's no proper communication, and you've got people like trying to sneak off campus in the middle of the night, and, you know, that's when they deploy the Williamson sacking. 
to yeah. like I think. Um, or maybe it's just they've they've reached the point where everyone is immune to sacking now. It's like yeah, it yeah. is literally impossible to get fired yeah. from the cabinet for anything that you do. Yeah. Because I guess at a certain point, right, you don't want to set a precedent. I, I think that's it. I also presume that all of them have just of a random Tuesday heard enough to get the rest of them locked up. And well, so there's yeah, sorts of. Like, I don't think there's any consequences. I don't. I don't think there's anything that anyone could do. Mm. That would actually result in them having anything bad happen. So I, I reckon they're just like we can't sack any. I think to some you know, it's sort of mutually assured destruction. We can't sack anyone because mm. we'd have to sack everybody. Like everyone has been so shit up to this point mm. that if we set a precedent of not doing your job properly, we'll get you fired from the cabinet. Well, that's all of them out immediately. Yeah, I'm tempted like, to is sort anybody, of. Is there anybody at all in the in the cabinet? You can think there's. Not, not redeemed themselves, just like not fucked up badly enough for it to have been significant. Well, so Sunak, like, th- there's plenty to criticise him about, but most of the shit that he does is shit that he intends to do. Uh, yeah, something but- out to help out has been a fucking disaster and was probably a large part of why we've got. Mm, yeah, no, I suppose. Um, I mean, you're right. He hasn't committed any crimes that we yeah. know of. He hasn't broken international law that we know of. Yeah. Lied to the commons. He's probably given, done some tax evasion. Given massive contracts to his mates that don't actually do it. Like he, in, as on the scale of this cabinet, you're probably right. He's mm. not done anything horrendous. Um, but I mean, it's such a low bar at this point yeah. that you pretty much have to commit a war crime to like even get a mention. As as having done something of of note, um, which incidentally I, I believe is what the ERG were calling for when they said that the specific and limited breaches of international law that we'd committed to were not going far enough. I can only assume that war crimes <laughs> were what they wanted us to do. Like we're not. I can't remember if we we have actually done any any war crimes or crimes against humanity, given well, that the US is well. Like, given that the US and their sterilization program has actually gone and, and, and done it. Oh, no. I mean, to my knowledge, right now, we're not committing any war crimes. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. I'm sure the Home yeah. Office are doing their best. Mm, that, that, that's um, my thinking. I just, I feel like we are, we are constantly saved by incompetence. Yeah. I mean, I presume there's an asylum center somewhere that is absolutely riddled with COVID, but... Oh, I mean, that's most of them. It's like the asylum seekers and uh, asylum centres are basically like the care homes because they don't care about them. So they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. If some people die, it just really solves some problems for us. Um, doesn't exactly fill you with confidence. Um, but yeah, it's just really, really depressing. Mm. Like the, the total lack of anything. Like if they had a plan and it was like properly. I mean, you could argue they have, like, just a really shit, evil plan that was going to result in thousands more dead that was going to, I mean, again, this is basically what they're doing, cripple the economy, um, destroy our way of life, etc., right? If they were at least competent, if they Mm. were at least doing it efficiently and with panache, you could look at it and go, well, they've they've got a plan and they're executing it. That's Mm. something. I've been shipped off to a, a, a camp and I'm going to be killed, but at least it's being done well. 
Yeah, but they they logged me into the camp. They they logged me out again. They've taken my gold teeth. And... But now, right now, we've got all the ambition of like a fucking James Bond supervillain. Mm. But and they're actually like, accidentally the succeeding of Mister Bean. Yeah, like I, I did love the casual. Whoops! We've just seceded Kent. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Dominic Cummings thinks that he's this like mad evil genius who like has these incredible plans for mm. rewriting the way that society operates. But he's just a fucking idiot. Everything that he tries to do, he fucks it up. The only thing he's been successful with, you could argue, is the Brexit campaign. Mm. He's very good at campaigning. He's very good at his his sales pitch. But he's mm. fucking terrible at delivering. Yeah. You know, and and the whole government is the same. Like, they can't do the terrible... Like, in any other situation, it would be probably good that they were so poor at executing their evil plans. Yeah, the problem right is now, that they... we really need some competence. Even if it's evil competence, just competence would be good. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that the one thing they have mastered is kind of, you know, cutting the brake cables. Like, you know, we're going somewhere, lads. Well, it's playing chicken by taking we your steering We haven't necessarily got a steering wheel. Window. We certainly haven't got any brakes. But by God, we're not going to be where we started. And they say from the bottom of the cliff. Yeah, it is. They Like I said, they have ambition. That's You can't argue that. Like, ambitious targets. Mm. Probably over-ambitious targets. Well, I don't think there are targets. I, I think they are the ultimate sort of like tactical people. Like, what's going to keep us in power tomorrow? What's going to mean that people keep voting for us tomorrow? Um, and well, it's definitely we, Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, and if we string a, string enough tomorrows together, we'll get somewhere. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean that's true. The somewhere may not be anywhere good, but it'll be somewhere. Uh. Kitty. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be on my lap. Well, no, that's he's making good. whining. He's making whiny noises because he wants tension. <laughs> but he doesn't. He, he doesn't actually. He doesn't, he doesn't actually want the thing. Like he probably wants me to walk into the kitchen with him so he can look at his bowl and go, "There's food in here. I will eat this now." Yeah. Um, which is what he usually does because cats are shit. Um. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I'm I like on the one hand, I kind of want to think. I don't want to think about it. It's better if I don't read the news, don't read Twitter, pretend it's not happening. But on mm. the other hand, I'm like, this is a thing that is happening to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the worst part of COVID is it kind of broke the political quarantine I had about myself. I'm I'm very happy to just pop up and vote for not the fucking Tories whenever I'm presented with the opportunity, but. I have to actually pay attention to the stupid COVID rules, and that means pretending to pay attention to the fuckwits behind them. Well, this is the thing. You can't... I mean, obviously some people are, but it's much harder to kind of bury your head in the sand when mm. it's a thing that is, is directly happening to you right now. Yeah. Um, and, and is about to as well with Brexit. So, like, you won't be able to ignore that either. Like, it no. was, it was a, there was a nice period around kind of February where you could just pretend that none of it was happening. Yeah. And now it's just... I had a nice August as well, actually. You know, August yeah. was 
fine. Um, well, I guess yeah, stuff had started. Stuff that there was there was there was hope. Yeah, in terms of like it may maybe they've not fucked this up so badly and it will go away. Mm. Um, and then they open the pubs. Yeah, and the offices. Like I'm, I'm fairly and, sure that a lot of people got it on public transport. Well, yeah, and threatened people with the sack if they didn't go back to the office. Mm. Which, I mean, I have to say, like, even on the scale of the other stupid things they did, getting the newspaper, getting their, their you know, their friendly newspapers to run a series of op-eds about how great commuting was and going into the office was amazing. And if you didn't go back into the office, you'd be first up against the wall when the sackings came. I mean, in fairness, I, I don't think they had to get anyone to do that because the people who own the Telegraph own a shitload of offices. Well, maybe, but it was, it was you know, all, all the stories came out on the same day. Mm, like, it yeah. was pretty fucking coordinated. Mm. Um, essentially, just so that the, like, 600 prets in London London wouldn't have to close. Yeah, um, that Although, was just amusingly the um, the prep near my office is clearly going to close because the staff have absolutely stopped giving a shit about applying the right discounts and yeah, can I have a, this discount? Yeah, fuck it. Oh, I, I forgot to ring. You forgot to ring this up. Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah, great. It's I, I admire sign, their. <laughs> Ability to laugh in the face of death, but um, yes, I'm just sad that my um, coronavirus job retention scheme money is going away. Oh yeah, I won't be able to claim my Rishi Fun Bucks anymore. Because mm. um, I won't be able. To, I mean, I was having a look at it, but the the new scheme is not worth claiming for for that kind of money because you've got to pay. The employer has to pay fifty five percent of the yeah. the wage, basically, um, and then the government chips in twenty percent or whatever on top to help. But it's not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, my sum total COVID profits, um, apart from obviously saved commuting costs and saved prep costs, sure, yeah. is the six pounds a week that I can claim off my taxes for working at home. Which I can't even claim this tax year. Six pounds a week you can claim for working at home? Yeah. Um, I presume you file a tax return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This year, my, my tax return for, for January is going to be fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, no, there's a... Um, if, you fill, if you pay as you earn, you fill out a form on the .gov website and they basically say, we'll, ru- we'll give you uh, six, quid, six quid a week or something, uh, tax-free allowance... Uh, because everyone's staying at home so much, so increased uh, utility bills. Uh, and you can oh. claim it on your tax return. Obviously, I did not know that. Yeah, but um, it's, it's one piece of unprompted generosity, which I'm actually makes sense. But um, yeah, obviously, because it applies in basically April this year, it goes on you next year's tax, tax return. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll have a tiny bit of money. Claim tax relief for your job expenses working from home. Uh, from time, your employer can pay you up to £6 a week to cover your additional costs if you have to work from home. Yeah. Well, yeah, but surely that's your employer has to pay you £6 oh, a hang week. Hang on, I thought there was a... Certainly at the start, it was just, we'll give you... Um... Oh, if you've agreed with your employer to work from home voluntarily or have chosen to work from home, you cannot claim tax relief on the bills you have to pay. Um... You will not need to keep any records, right? Well, that's me signing up then. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, am I claiming for expenses after the 5th of April 2016? Yes. Are you claiming for, Did you pay tax in each of the years you claimed for, as far as they know? <laughs> Do you complete self-assessment returns? Yes. You can only claim the... You, oh, you must claim the expenses as part of your self-assessment tax return. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I need to have a check with my accountant and figure out what I can claim. It cool, is six cool. quid a week in utilities. They say they don't ask for paperwork. It's just we assume you've spent more on gas and lecky. Yeah, well, I mean... Home, which obviously you have. Well, marginally, yes. Mm. Uh, but yes, certainly, well, I mean, probably more than six pounds a week, honestly. Mm. Oh, there we go. There's our service, service to the listeners. Yeah. They didn't know already they can claim their uh, government tax credits. Oh, in, in, in topical news, um, two sets of Manchester halls of residence being locked down tonight after 127 students tested positive for COVID. 177? 27. 27. Yes. Oh, that's fine, then. It's not 177. Um, I, know they've done, I know that's happened with Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff, I think. Was it, was it Cardiff? I think it was Cardiff that got mm. locked down tonight. Um, so... That's, I mean, that's starting. Like, that's, like, I, yeah. I'm amazed it's taken this long. I guess universities yeah. have only just gone back, haven't they? The universities lagged from the schools going back. So um, that's probably why there's been a bit of a delay. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, that's not going to be a one off, is it? Nope. Poor buggers. Um, 1,700 people having to self isolate. Hmm. You see the thing about people saying that they're going to force students to stay at home for Christmas, or stay at uni for Christmas, because they don't want them to basically everybody to get it and then fuck off home and immediately spread it around everywhere. Well, more importantly, um, spread it around Tory voters. Well, they reckon it's what happened in the US when it mm. started, because they basically the the when it started, all the everyone was sent home from university, and so all the students who'd been crammed up in halls basically fucked off across the country and just distributed coronavirus everywhere. Mm. Um, so yeah I get why they're doing it um, but I I would not want to be our government right now I mean I keep on figuring out like you, you mentioned the point about consequences I'm trying to work out if I can build a trebuchet in the street and like hurl a cow into the house's apartment I reckon I'm close enough there's only one way to find out yeah, it's just I'm fairly sure that's a terrorism offence. Um, I mean, if you Parliament, yes, probably, but like if you fling it at like Downing Street, that's probably fine, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they shouldn't be anyone there because they should be staying at home and and then staying alert. That is home. That oh, is yeah. home for Boris. Like he literally lived. Didn't you see the article the other yeah. day about how he's struggling because he has to like walk through his office to get to his garden? I hate that man so much. Um, you know, like, and he's, I, he's like his chef's fucked off or something. He's got to, they've got to pay for his chef. Um, yeah. It is quite amazing. Like it, 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 you know, Theresa May, David Cameron, and Tony Blair must be thanking their lucky fucking stars for Boris Johnson because I cannot bring myself to hate any of them right now. Like, oh, I can. Were, they were fuckwits. They, they tried to do stupid things, but they, in their own twisted way, were trying maybe to sometimes do the right thing. And I, uh, it, it's so depressing that I cannot hold on to any kind of f- feelings or emotions about them. They were there, they existed, they fucked up a bit. 
and now they're not there anymore. Yeah. And Boris. I mean, you know, give, give it time and I'm sure you'll go back to hating them all. Um, you know, the, the distance of distance of time will let you uh, evaluate them independently and go, no, actually, they're all fucking terrible. Actually, um, and also, in David Cameron's defence, he did give me one of the purest moments of joy I've ever experienced uh, when the story about him fucking that pig broke. Oh, I mean, it was... That was just the, it was it was just the best day. I, I remember just being so happy. So, just, just shitposting on Twitter all the time and talking about it with oh it, it was literally like christmas mm. just random unexpected christmas and, uh, but what's so surreal right now is you, you just know if a story came out now that boris johnson had like you know shagged a baboon when he was mm. at university everyone would just be like yeah it's just boris in it yeah like the, the sort of the malaise that's that's kind of spread over everybody now when it comes to these things is just like mm. Well, what can you do, really? I mean, the man's got a thing for primates. It's, yeah, you know that's that's why that's why the people love him. That's why they voted him in. You know, for his his weird zoophilia thing. Yeah. Who'd have thought that talking about Boris Johnson shagging a monkey would have just killed off our <laughs> desire to continue talking? <laughs> I just, well, I, I get. I someone posted. A, there's a lot of someone posted a thing on Twitter. Someone posted a thing on Twitter of like six months into a crisis, you sort of hit this like second wall of everything is fucking shit again, and like it's now dark and it was rainy this morning, yeah. um, and I'm sort of back in the office, but not enough, but also too much, and everything is really shit. Yeah, I feel like things started to turn with mm. the whole like Barnard Castle thing, where it was like there's no longer just the government's made a few strategic errors, but they're broadly trying to do the right thing. Mm. And it kind of went into no, they're just mendacious bastards who will do anything and say anything that they can to hold on to power for as long as they can, and they don't care about the consequences. Yeah. And then it's just been, but at least then it was like okay, well, lockdown's lifting, it's sunny, yeah, like you can you can you can kind of, and then it's just like no, now it's freezing cold pissing it down with rain it's dark and i'm stuck in inside again and can't do anything yeah um, like I, I walked charlotte's school this morning and it freezing bloody hands up it really like it was, was my heating came on what, for the first time today yeah, yeah it was like but it was only like i look it's like it's like seven degrees and yeah okay that's chilly but it's not mm. cold cold but when you've been used to it being you know like high teens low 20s that's a hell of a jump to suddenly, yeah. suddenly hit you. Um, and I'm not looking. I am not. So I am. I am a terrible, terrible morning person. Like I, yeah. I can't, doesn't matter how good a night's sleep I have, how early I get up, how early I get to bed. I always hate getting up in the morning. Always feel shit. It's a massive struggle for me to get out of bed until it's like ten, eleven o'clock, and I'm mm. just kind of stumble out of bed and I'm fine. Unfortunately, it looks like Charlotte has inherited my uh, schedule rather than Hazel's. Hazel's fine getting up in the morning. Um, and so I am not looking forward to, like, late November trying to get both of us up out of bed, ready to get her to school, and then walking to school in the dark, 
cold, probably raining. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be fucking horrible. Like I was talking to one of the, I, we ran into one of Charlotte's friends walking to school um, last week. And I was chatting to, to kid's dad mm. and he was like, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to have the, be within walking distance and to be able to get out in the morning and walk them to school and, you know, get the exercise and some fresh air. I was like, yeah, it's good. But you know, I don't think I'm going to be feeling that way when it's, you know, minus six and pitch black and, you know, pissing it down with ice cold rain and I've got to drag a miserable four-year-old who doesn't want to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I cannot justify driving ever. Like it doesn't matter how bad the weather is. Like, you know, you know, you know where the school, you know where the school is by my house? Not particularly, but I, it is, it is literally like round the corner and down the hill. Yeah. Um, on that right, like on that, that, that road it is, there is absolutely no way I could justify driving that distance at all. Like, it's just not acceptable. And I'm sure there are people that would, but, like, I can't. I just cannot, in my head, justify yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm going to have to walk it. And I've I've made the commitment to being the person that takes it to school every morning. Because um, I wanted I wanted the, the, you know, the routine. Yeah. But I know that I'm going to come to regret it in like two months time. Yeah. It's just, just like I, I bought, um, ring fit adventure for the switch. So I could do some exercise because I'm not doing any, because I'm not going anywhere apart from the, the walk in the morning. Um, and that's fucking hard work. Yeah. But my brain is stupid because it just goes, Oh, it's a video game. I can do that. And like, I feel shit afterwards because <laughs> it's a lot of exercise, but I'm still like, it's a game. I'm playing a game. Yes, it involves exercise, but like my, my brain is happy to, to mm. start that. Like yeah. if it was, if it was going to the gym, my brain would just be like, fuck it. We're not going to the gym today. Yeah. yeah. But totally. because it's a game, totally. my brain's like, yes, let's play the game. And then halfway through, I'm like, why am I doing this again? This is really uncomfortable, <laughs> but it gets me over that kind of initial hump of like, I don't want to do any exercise. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that. I am tempted to buy one. Cause I, my exercise has been uh, the, the outdoor pool um which is lovely and like during the hot spell it was just oh brilliant yeah but in um, the middle of december yeah and it wasn't even too bad yesterday like i got rained on a bit while i was swimming but the water was still reasonably warm from the hot spell but yeah. it's going to get cold quickly um, oh yeah 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 no i do recommend it it's it's surprisingly accessible mm. um but also bloody hard work yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I haven't got a lot of time. I'm only doing like sort of 20 minutes a day because yeah, I'm basically need, fitting it? it in. I'm fitting it in after work. So, but after work and before we eat mm-hmm. dinner. So I get like half an hour, half an hour to like warm up, do some exercise, cool down, and then have some dinner. Cause I can't really do it after I put Charlotte to bed because you'd wake her up. <laughs> well, not, not just that. It's A, it's too late and I can't be asked. Mm. And B, like, I have to wait long enough for like my dinner to go down. So I'm not yeah. make myself sick every night and all the rest. And then it gets to like eight o'clock and I'm like, I can't be able to do any exercise now. That's just stupid. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just fitting it in nicely there and it works quite well. But I do recommend if you can get hold of a car, it's back in stock now. Um, yeah. In What's most it, places. Is, yeah. Does it run on the Wii or? Switch. Oh, Switch. Uh, yeah, I should get the Switch. You there should you get the Switch. They're very good. 
Yeah, but I play enough games already. <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, but you can play these when you're not at your computer. Yeah, no, that would be nice. Um, or when you are at your computer, but you're doing something else on your computer, that means you can't play games. You can sit with the, the Switch and you can play games while you're supposed to be working. Yeah. Which I would never do, but you could, um, obviously. Yes. Um, I mean, I have an iPad and a phone for that as well. Yeah. Um, but no. But maybe I'll be using the. Op- I, I did actually go full. Um, I don't know what the word is. Tech nerd stupid uh the other day when i was um watching a football game on one screen uh an american football game on another screen um the uh all the nfl games at once uh on my ipad and shit posting about on my phone that was <laughs> that was possibly too much living um, the dream <laughs> may have overstimulated myself there um but, uh, but that's what this technology is for. Yeah. Like, that's that's why you do it. Like, you know. Mm. Oh, actually, that reminds me, Charlotte's tablet is not on charge, and she will kill me if she can't burn the tablet. <laughs> um, well, she basically burns through the battery. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, not so much when she's at school, because um, it's it's one of the Kindle fires, and it's got a timer on it. Yeah. So she only, she only uses it for two hours a day. Mm. Um so, but when she's but that's basically between when she gets home from school and when I finish work. Mm. So mostly she kind of comes home from school and she plays on the tablet for <laughs> a couple of hours. Um, but in doing so, knackers the battery because yeah. she's basically playing games and watching. Well, not watching videos anymore because we we turned off YouTube on it because she was Smart. just watching crap. Um, I mean, it's it's filtered like it's it's um, like kids stuff only. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not like the kind of weird horrendous. Um, like Peppa Pig murders people, knock off <laughs> whatever YouTube video hole. Yeah. Um, but she was just she was starting to talk with an American accent. Yeah. It's all the content, like most of what she watches on TV, is like CBBS and yeah. um stuff like that, and then a little bit of American stuff. Watch like Michael Pony and you know bits and pieces, but most of what she watches is UK. Yeah. Um. But when she was on a tablet, all the stuff she was watching on YouTube was American. And it's just like, mm. no, I'm sorry. I, it's bad enough that I've got a child who is going to have some horrendous hybrid of like a Brummie accent and a Southern accent. Yeah. More Brummie like, than Southern one expects. Well, yeah, but she has weird quirks. So she's mostly kind of not heavy Brummie, but like mm. lights, like Brummie yeah. can tell the kind of quirks. But then she'll say, but she says things like grass and bath. With the hard eight, because that's how I say them, and that's how mm. she's picked them up. So she she has this kind of mostly Brummy accent and mostly Brummy pronunciation, and then she'll throw in random sort of southern southern pronunciations for things, um, which is probably going to get the piss taken out of her at school when everyone's like, "Why are you oh, saying yeah. gross?" Um, and then she'll hate me for it. Uh, but I I have I have weird weird objections to her saying things wrongly. Yeah, it's better than saying American, whatever hybrid she ends up with. Well, that's the other thing is I did yeah. not want her to have an American accent. Mm. Um, so I went, at least take that away. So she can, she can, uh, uh, Brummy is preferable to American um, in my in my mind. Um, and it, as I said, it's very light. Like it's not, she's not black country, you know, proper yam yam. <laughs> it's not from Northampton. Um, that would be, that would be unacceptable, <laughs> you know, in any sense. I'm not having that. Um but you know, I mean, I guess it's like you know, Graham's had to had to accept his children having Yorkshire accents. Like it's, yeah, 
you know, that's just a thing you have to do. That's where you live. That's what your kids are going to pick up. Um, and you can't really do anything about it, no matter how hard you might try. You can, yeah. You can, yeah, you can, you can, you can nibble around the edges with, like I said, with like the the pronunciations of some words. But when they're constantly at school with a load of other kids, that's what they're going to pick up. Yep. And there's not a lot you can do to stop it. And unfortunately, there is a good chance that they will. She will be at school with a bunch of people at a proper black country, and you get like, you know, the worst, the worst case scenario. Um, just to live with it. Yeah. Uh, right, where have we got to? Okay, we've been going for an hour. That's we have. quite something. We've done well. Like, um, apart from the fact that was wildly depressing, I think it had a decent rhythm. I mean, it. it had well, it was wildly depressing in the middle. I think it was yeah. it was okay at the start. Yeah. Um, I think it helps when there's only two people because you can actually have a conversation. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I think I think that if the flow helps when you got two when you're just two people, if you don't really have much to talk about because you can just talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas if you've got like four people and not much to talk about. Yeah, you're constantly sort of, oh, eh, mm, eh, mm, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, right, okay, that was episode 205 of the Two Star Podcast. Uh, support us on Patreon. 206, you're right. Yeah. Support us on Patreon uh, oh, so gee, that yeah. we can uh, get enough money to actually withdraw it without losing all the fees. <laughs> um, Do we have any plans gonna... for what to spend our Patreon cash on? Uh, well, we were going to spend it on um on non-league football sponsorship yes okay, uh, no, that's good we should still do that that is that is our current goal is find a a, a non-league or minor league football team um mm. to sponsor so that yep. we can get ourselves um some publicity yeah um but that, that does require us to be able to you know withdraw at least a tenner from the uh the patreon account yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I've we'll got get confidence. There. Um, we'll get there, and then some. Some you know, club in the the middle of England um, can wear our logo on their shirts. Yeah. Oh, I don't think we'll get a football shirt. I think we'll get like a hoarding. Not by no. The I, I want a shirt. How expensive can it be to print a football shirt? I mean, honestly. Yeah. It's the least they can do for the like the the fifteen quid we're going to pay them. <laughs> ship. Is to um, is to put our logo on their shirts, yes, um, or at least name a stand after us or something. Well, yeah, the the two two star podcast stand. That would go for that. I would like that. You know, at like you know, I, I mean, I don't think we can quite stretch to Premier League, but maybe like you know, Championship, something like that. Yeah, get a get a podcast stand. People with their tickets with it stamped on. You know, it'd be good way of spreading our brand. Yeah, why we'd want to do that, I don't know. So the more people will listen, and then more people will donate to the Patreon, and then we can get a bigger sponsorship deal somewhere. Yeah. With the ultimate goal of like getting ourselves on like the Everton first team shirts. That would be very funny. I don't know why Everton specifically, but you know, any would do. Actually, I think. Norwich is probably closer to our colour scheme. Yeah, um, no, Norwich would be good. Um, so yeah, like I think that would that would that that's got to be our goal. Surely is is Premiership football sponsorship. So probably not Norwich then. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I think Norwich works from an aesthetic point of view, but yeah. you know, we can we can take liberty. There's got to be a club that's basically like you know. West Brom, perhaps. Who, who in the prem? Yeah, West Brom. They're like that's basically black. Uh, no, not West Brom. Wolves still in the Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. That's that's 
black and yellow that we're not. It's black and orange. Yeah, but I mean, we could we could adapt our mm. our logo to suit the the club. Yeah, um, I mean, we know. could go full weirdos and do Celtic. I mean, yeah, but that we get a bunch of Scottish listeners, which would terrify all of us, frankly. Yeah, I mean, Rangers would definitely be cheaper. Yeah, wrong colours though. Not so Celtic. Well, Celtic are green and white. White, yeah. Oh, we want yellow. Okay, I've no idea what that, that logo I looks mean, like. I mean, so. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you you are the perfect stereotype of yourself. It's just... <laughs> oh right, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I did remember. I could, no, I could, <laughs> the problem is right. Do you remember when um, uh, Brandon printed the stars? Yes, three D printed the stars. They're blue. Yes. So I always associate the logo as being blue. Yeah, I know. He's talking nonsense. <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's end this yes. before uh, we don't end it. Yeah. Um, I didn't do the. I didn't do the soundboard or anything. I yeah, didn't do no, the theme no. tune. I'm have to put that in post. God, it's such an amateur amateur hour. This is this is appalling. Uh, anyway, put, thank you for yeah. Thank you for your time. Yes, it was good. We bothered. Bye. Bye.